of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubong. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes wherever you are. Just begin to worship God. Just give Him thanks. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Just give Him praise. Give Him worship in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just bless His holy name. Just bless His holy name. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Just bless his holy name. Give him glory. Give him praise in the name of Jesus. Thank him for your life. Thank him for divine protection. Thank him for provision. Thank him for your health. Thank him for his grace that is sufficient for you and his strength that is made perfect even in the times of your weakness. Just praise his holy name. Lift him up. On high in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. You want to pray and commit yourself into God's hands, even as His word is about to come forth. You want to pray that this word will be cemented deep down in your spirit. You want to pray that this word will transform your life. This word will change something. This word will cause a shift in your life in the name of Jesus. Just lift up your voice, begin to pray. Let's lift up your voice, begin to pray. Pray for divinely inspired understanding. Pray that the word of God will bring about inspiration into your life. That it will bring about direction into your life. Pray that the word will change something. The word will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Just pray that the word will benefit you today in the name of Jesus. According to the parable of the sower, four different groups of people received the word. And it's only one out of those four groups that benefited fully. That is, for those that the word fell on good soil. That means all things being equal, only 25% of people who hear the word will benefit fully. But thank God, all things are not equal. And so it is possible for us to achieve 100%. It is up to you to decide to let the word work in your life today you want to pray that this word will change something in your life whatever sentence in the word you need may you not be distracted during that time may you pay attention and receive that word for your life in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god shall we pray father in the name of jesus lord we give you glory we give you praise we thank you for this gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. And may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I am a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction any negative interventions of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father 
this morning take glory father take glory son take glory holy spirit in jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen praise the lord hallelujah we thank god for this morning and we thank him for his word i trust you are ready to receive the word this morning wherever you are i want you to shake off the sleep i want you to shake off the dullness be alert be attentive and receive the word of god this morning amen the bible talks about the people of berea who received the word of god with joy with excitement may you receive the word of god with excitement this morning amen hallelujah yeah and so we are continuing with our series on the abundant life the bible says the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy but i have come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly that means it is the will of god that we live life abundantly the abundant life is a life of joy it's a life of fulfillment it's a life of walking in the will of god it's a life of making the right choices it's a life that is devoid of worry it's a life that is devoid of fear it's a life that is devoid of anxiety and i pray that your life will be an abundant life in jesus name and so we continue in that series and today i want to deal with the subject of choices 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 i believe this is a very important subject for each and every one no matter your age no matter how spiritual you are no matter how unspiritual you are there is one thing we all do and that is to make choices this morning after waking up you've made so many choices you probably chose to brush your teeth you chose the time to wake up in fact you are exercising your power of choice by deciding to listen to me this morning you could have decided that no this morning this man is looking some way let me just switch off let me go off facebook let me go to twitter let me go and do something else but you chose to listen and i can assure you god will bless you for listening hallelujah so we are faced with choices every time there are some of the choices we make consciously others we make unconsciously but it is important in life for us to get the choices we make right why what you are today is a result of the choices you made or the choices that were made for you whatever you are today it is a result of the choices you made or the choices that were made for you so we are confronted with choices all the time some of them are very very simple choices what route to take to work google maps gives you options shorter routes longer routes you decide which one to take there are many routes from kolibu to makola you decide which route to take if you are going they are all choices so at any point in time we are making choices in fact you can decide to choose to stop breathing right now it is your choice hallelujah so the subject of choices is very 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 important we need to understand the dynamics of choices but one of the important messages i want to carry to you today is the fact that your choices can have very far-reaching consequences even the seemingly insignificant choices and i'll show you some from the bible hallelujah now let me give you a background to this whole thing about choice 
God created man. The first aspect of man is a tripartite. Man is a spirit, as is usually said. He has a soul and he lives in a body. And if you look at the scripture, the chronology of the creation of man, the Bible said, let us make man in our own image. Now, God is a spirit. So if he's talking about making man in his own image, it means it is the spirit of man, that aspect of man out of the three that was created first. Hallelujah. God is not flesh and blood. So uh, he, he, he couldn't have been talking about the flesh of man. He was talking about the spirit of man. So he made man in his own image. So the first step in the creation of man was the creation of the spirit of man. The second step, the Bible says, and God made man out of the dust of the earth. That means he gave a housing to the spirit. That is the creation of the body, stage two. So now the spirit was living in the body, but was left with the last component, which is the soul. And that happened when the Bible says God breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul. Hallelujah. So it was created in the order of the spirit, the flesh or the body, and then the soul. Now this soul has certain ingredients. It has certain components. Your soul is the seat of your emotions. When, when you, are, you are expressing emotions, it is, it is an aspect of your soul. Your soul is about your mind, your thinking, how you think. And your soul is about your will. Now, this very ingredient of the will was very important and God needed to add it to the composition of man, which is a will. The most powerful thing God gave to man is his will. In fact, your will is more powerful than even your faith. Faith is very powerful. Faith can move mountains. Faith can cause all sorts of things to happen. But your will is more powerful than your faith. And let me explain. Our faith is subject to the will of God. Our faith is subject to the sovereignty of God. Now, the reason why you don't get everything you want or everything you have faith for is because God has a certain regulator called his sovereignty or his will, which decides that I'll give you this and not give you that. If God just gave us faith or we just have faith, which is unregulated power, the world will be a very confused place because I can wake up one morning and say, I have faith enough that I will speak and three more suns will appear in the sky even this one sun look at the way we are suffering with the heat especially those of us in africa so i have faith and i speak for three more suns to appear somebody has faith to speak for 16 more suns to appear another person wants to challenge me and speaks for 100 more suns to appear the atmosphere will be full of suns and even before the next person can speak for 200 suns to appear we'll all be bent to death hallelujah so even though faith can do so many things and faith is so powerful it is regulated by the sovereignty of god it is regulated by the will of god that means your faith is subject to the will of god but let me tell you this morning that your will is not subject to the will of god god gave us a free will and to demonstrate how powerful our will is god 
is omnipotent god is all-powerful god is all-knowing but with our will we can resist him it is by our will that we decide to accept him it is by our will that we decide to reject him it is by our will that we decide to submit to jesus christ it is by our will that we decide we will not submit to jesus christ hallelujah that tells you how power if this will can resist the most powerful entity known on earth then it is a very very powerful thing if your will can resist god then that same will can resist the devil that is why that besetting sin should no longer continue to overcome you you have the power it is your choice to decide whether or not you're overcoming it hallelujah so god created man with a will which is very powerful the reason god gave man a will is that you see god created man for fellowship he created man for man to love him for man to worship him and he wants it to be done out of a free will if god didn't give man a will our relationship you see when you don't have a will it is a slave that doesn't have a will a slave doesn't have a will of his own it is what the master decides that they do the master decides you eat the master decides that. there's a difference between a slave and a servant we can be servants of god we are not we are not slaves of god hallelujah we are sons we are servants of god a difference between a servant and a slave is that even though both of them are working for a master one has a will and the other doesn't have god doesn't want a kind of a, a, a master servant relationship with man so he gave man a free will so that if you decide to love me you can decide to love me if you decide to to reject me it is your choice if you decide to worship me because if god hadn't given man a will and it's like man would do only what god wants that what is the point it's just like those who take people to juju for them to love them maybe they like a girl the girl doesn't like them and they take the person to juju for the person to i mean how can you enjoy such a relationship knowing that the person is not liking you out of his or her own will if god had created man without a will it's the same thing that's that's what god would be doing he would be forcing man to worship him but he gave man a will so that when you are loving god you are loving him out of your own will if you are worshipping God, you are worshipping him out of your own will. If you are serving God, you are serving him out of your own will. Hallelujah. So this thing called a will is so powerful. It is so strong. If God takes your will away from you, that day he loses the power to judge you. Let me say it again. If God takes your will away from you, that very day he will lose his right and his power to judge you. Because his judgment is going to be based on the choices you made with your own will. Hallelujah. This thing called a will is so powerful. This thing called a will is so sensitive. It is so crucial in our existence. And my prayer for us all is that our will will come to the point where it is in conformity with the will of God for our lives. We need to come to the point where the will of God, our will, what we, we desire is 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 in conformity is in alignment with what god wants that is when we make the right choices in our lives let us read first timothy chapter 2 verse 3 to 4 i want to show you how powerful the will of man is in first timothy chapter 2 verse 3 to 4 it's, it's showing us 
something God desires but will never happen and there is only one thing standing between that desire of God or that will of God and it happening it says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior that's the verse 3 the verse 4 it says who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth that means God desires it is the will of God that every man will be saved but we know from revelation that not every man will be saved some people will be thrown into the lake of fire in fact some people have already gone into um, what do you call it the, the what do you call it holding prison they are waiting for final judgment so this is the will of God this is what he desires but it won't happen and the only thing that stands or that that is preventing that from happening is the will of man he can't force you to love him he can't force you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior so it tells you that our will is a very 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 strong thing and because we have a will we make choices it is by our will that we make choices what are choices or what is a choice a choice is an act of choosing between two or more possibilities it's an act of choosing between two or more possibilities some other people choose a, an act of choosing between two or more options and so in making choices we exercise our will this very powerful thing that god has given unto us and when you use your will to do something you are accountable for it that is why we must make the right choices and my prayer is that from today you will make the right choices in life life will present you with many options many routes many things you can choose from but sometimes it's difficult you see when you are in a situation where there are no options it's easy it's easy if you are going to buy kinky and fish once you get there you know it is kinky you are going to buy there is nothing about what am i going to eat once you are there it is kinky you are going to buy hallelujah sometimes life is simpler when you don't have a lot of options those days when we were small there was only one tv station in ghana it wasn't even called gtv it was called gbc tv i mean everybody were that monday to sunday everybody so you go to school the next day and we are all talking about the same thing because the whole nation watched that on sunday evening i can't drama those days used to do obra and osofudazi i don't know if some of you even know some of those programs it was it's like the whole nation watched these programs on sunday night and when you go to school on monday everybody was talking about the same thing life was very very simple in those days but now look at the options digital tv we have 40 50 60 70 and now there is go tv there is dstv there are so many options sometimes you sit in front of a tv and realize you can't even focus on one program and finish it while you are watching you switch channel and you go to find something more interesting somewhere by the time you come here oh they finish it it's like options 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 and it makes the choices difficult so life can be very very simple when there are no options but unfortunately life is not like that hallelujah it's not always you find yourself in a situation where you have just one option and it's a very very simple choice a young man who wants to get married there are many options 
and you have to choose the right one hallelujah may god give you the grace to seek find and marry the right person amen many options so when you're going to the kenke seller it is kenke you're going to buy simple but the day you decide that you are blessed so you go to a buffet you see what confusion is because your stomach has limited capacity but the table is full of different different varieties of food so some people decide that i shall eat a little bit of everything and they take things that they don't even like so they start eating and realize they don't like this one and at the end of the day the whole thing is a disaster making choices can be very very difficult choices there are choices we label as big choices as in major choices and there are some we label as minor choices some of the major choices are who to marry choice of career maybe choice of church ministry path you are going to take these are the things we consider as major choices to make but today i want you to understand that there are little or seemingly insignificant choices that have very significant outcomes in your life you see you must come to the point where you are so subject to god that every choice is important to you even which structure to take sometimes can turn out to be a crucial decision in your life a lot of times we make the choices and we take it to god we finish making the choice and we take it to god for endorsement like god endorse it just stamp it for me but we need to come to the point where even before we make the choice we involve god in it hallelujah choices very very seemingly unimportant things can turn out to have very significant consequences in our life adam was placed in the garden of eden you see some sometimes very simple choices like what to eat it sounds like a very very unimportant thing adam was faced with a choice of what to eat he ate the wrong thing and look at the consequences millennia later just eating today i want to change your mindset about choices and and for you to surrender totally to the holy spirit in every choice that you make just eating a choice of what to eat there are a lot of trees and fruits but this day his wife convinced him that anyway now baby and he accepted it and look at the, the consequences just what somebody decided to eat and it's even possible he didn't even finish the fruit you know sometimes eh, when satan entices you for something and creates the appetite in you you go for the thing you realize that the thing is not even that nice when you are fasting and there's no time to break and you start seeing some food smelling some food and you know yeah, yeah temptation oh, you rationalize the thing and decide to to break the fast sometimes you eat the food and you are like this thing cry wasn't even worth it it wasn't even worth it it's very possible adam didn't even finish that fruit that day he took two or three bites and decided that this is grad that if you hide this fruit so much what is it through the rest away but look at the consequences it brought death we have sicknesses like corona because 
somebody decided to eat hallelujah people are being worried by demons evil spirits witches all because somebody decided to eat so there is nothing like an insignificant choice the seemingly simple insignificant choices can turn out to be very very significant in your life that day I was thinking what if God showed me the consequences of choices that I didn't make or, or things that I rejected as choices I said I don't want to know I want to believe all my choices are right <laughs> hallelujah but sometimes I mean something that seems so insignificant can end up having very far reaching consequences in our lives and even in the lives of those that are unborn after us so a simple decision of what to eat changed the entire world I pray that you surrender your life totally to God you see when you say I have given my life to Christ you have taken your life and given it to Christ that means you can't just take any decision your life has been given to somebody you must consult that person before you make any choice in life no matter how insignificant it is you see our relationship with god is supposed to be a daily thing it's supposed to be an hourly thing like every hour every minute every day we should be communicating with god you're going to sit in the trot trot you can just ask the holy spirit am i doing the right thing it's 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 okay to to communicate with god god seeks that kind of fellowship with us hallelujah you see when it comes to the issue of choices logic doesn't always work logic doesn't always work i'll come to that later so adam an example of how something seemingly insignificant turned out to be so significant look at abraham god had given him a promise you are going to be the father of many nations the wife presented wife again <laughs> presented an option <laughs> that they, they they help god and you can understand her most of the time when there are issues with not conceiving and things the pressure is more on the woman and the man so okay this is my maid servant have a child with her so that at least i can be comforted abraham had a choice to make whether to say look god has said it let us be patient and wait for god's promise to come or okay let us take your your path to maybe that is another way in which god will bless us with children it was a choice that he made and look at the consequences of that choice several years later you see the choices you make now what you have to know is that there are generations in your loins that you are taking that decision for that generations let me read something to you in hebrews chapter 7 verse 9 to 10 especially with people who have great destinies and people who have a very strong purpose upon their life the seemingly insignificant choices can be far-reaching where generations after them are concerned hebrews chapter 7 he said in addition we might even say that these levites the ones who collect the tithe paid a tithe to melchizedek we know at a point in time abraham met this um, figure was a king and a priest called melchizedek abraham had just gone to fight some people and he gave him a tenth of the spoils that means he, he paid a tithe of the spoils to melchizedek 
And the Bible is saying here that in addition, we might even say that these Levites, it's talking about the, the, the tribe of Levi, the ones who collect the tithe paid a tithe to Melchizedek. Now, Levi, who was a son of Jacob, Levi was a son of Jacob. Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. Jacob gave birth to Levi. When Abraham was giving the tithe to Melchizedek, Levi hadn't been born. Now look at what the scripture is saying here. It says that they paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. What he's trying to say is that when Abraham was paying, it's like Levi too was paying. And the verse 10 even explains it further. It says, for although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. What is he trying to say here? Levi didn't physically pay any tithe to Melchizedek. But the seed from which he came was in Abraham's loins. That was Isaac was in Abraham's loins. And so spiritually it's considered that Levi paid a tithe unto Melchizedek. All I'm trying to say is that when you are somebody with a destiny, and I believe everybody has a destiny, hallelujah, everybody has a purpose. The, the, the actions you take now, the decisions you take now can have far-reaching consequences on generations after you. Look at the effect of that decision Abraham took. It's literally controlling world affairs now. Because Ishmael came out of it, Isaac came later. The descendants of Ishmael never agreed with the descendants of Isaac. And that is what is responsible for the Middle East crisis. Israel is surrounded by descendants of Ishmael who don't like Isaac. And this singular decision has dominated world politics from the time I was born. There has never been a time that there's a news item or major news item and hasn't got to do with the Middle East. Every war, every whatever, the Middle East is involved. And it stems from a decision a great man took, a wrong decision or a wrong choice a great man took. You are a great man, you are a great woman. I pray that you get your choices right. Because as insignificant as they may seem, they can have far-reaching consequences even in generations after you. Hallelujah. Let's look at somebody like Mary. Mary was faced with a choice. You see, God doesn't force anything on anybody because he gave man a will. Mary could have rejected the proposal made to her by Angel Gabriel. When, when the angel came to visit Mary, it was more or less a proposal he presented to her. He didn't come to impose it onto her. He came and told her that this is God's plan. That you get pregnant. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. You get pregnant. And the one that is going to come out of you is going to be called so-so and so. He's going to do this. He's going to save his people. Blah, 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 and everything. So it's more like, okay, this is, this is it. Even though the Bible doesn't put it that way, I believe it was more like, what do you think? Because God, once he has given you a will, he won't override your will. You must give him permission. You must accept it before he uses you for anything. So basically what the angel came to announce to Mary was a portion of the scripture. Isaiah seven fourteen: A virgin shall conceive and deliver. And so, so, and so, he shall be called so, so, and so. It, it was a portion of the word that she came to deliver to her. It was a proposal. So more or less, what do you think? Naturally, she was doubting. 
So she was like, how can this be? Knowing that I know no man. So the angel, minister of information, had to do good negotiation skills. Try and convince her that this thing, it can, it can happen. That's how it happens. When, when, you are, when you are presenting a business proposal, your aim is to let those you are presenting to accept it. So you highlight the merits and the advantages of the proposal. And, and basically to make it look like this thing can be done. So Angel Gabriel said, with man it is impossible because yes, you need a man and a woman to come together, a sperm to meet an egg, for pregnancy to take place. We know that. But this thing is not the work of man. It is the work of God. With man it is impossible. But with God all things are possible. So he did this work well and managed to convince Mary. Now it was up to her to verbally accept it. It was up to her to use her will to accept it for that pregnancy to take place. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. It said, Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That was the exercising of choice. It was the exercising of her will that, okay, all that you have said, I have accepted it. Let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be is amen. So basically Mary was saying amen to the word that you have just spoken. Hallelujah. You don't know what an amen you say to a word declared will do in your life. A simple amen from Mary changed the entire world. A simple amen from Mary Change the destiny of mankind. A simple amen from Mary gave mankind hope again. So sometimes very seemingly insignificant choices that we make can have far-reaching consequences. Can you imagine what would have happened? Probably God would have looked for another person. Can you imagine what would have happened if Mary had said, I won't accept it. Probably God would have found another person. But you see, even beyond accepting this word, and the word becoming flesh inside her and growing for six months and for her to download it for the word to to live among men and to grow among men she had a choice to abort the baby at a point in time Mary could have decided that look the stigma with this thing is too much just like when people get pregnant out of wedlock when people get pregnant unexpectedly, they are faced with a choice. So in America, they say, well, pro-life, pro-choice. So it's a choice to decide whether I am keeping this baby and I'm going to give birth to this baby or I'm going to flush it out of my system so that I'll be free. Mary also had that option. Don't think abortion started now. There are a lot of natural things people can use. I hear there is even a tree, the, the branch. When you take it, it can cause, what do you call it, abortions to take place. So you don't need orthodox medicine and things like that. For the, it's, it's, some of these things, they were there, they are not new. There's nothing new under the sun. Hallelujah. And this is a situation where this girl had suddenly gotten pregnant. To make matters worse, she had been betrothed to somebody. Somebody's parents have come paid your bride price and said you we want you to marry our son our son says lie lie i've never touched this girl 
But every month your belly is getting bigger and bigger. Can you imagine the embarrassment? Just like some people to maybe you are a known Christian lady and then you go and make one mistake and you get pregnant. The choice, should I keep this pregnancy? Look at the shame that is coming with. They, they see me leading worship all the time. They, they see me praying all the time. Everybody will know I have gone to do something bad. That's the kind of situation Mary was in. Should I keep it? And you see, Mary's situation was even worse because fornication, adultery, and those things carried the death penalty in the Jewish law. Look, every day was a potential danger for Mary. Some law-abiding Jews could have just caught her. Hey, you, this, 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 you are not married, you've gotten pregnant. They're going to stone her in this way. Just like they wanted to do to the adulterous woman. And Jesus Christ saved her. This was a situation Mary found herself in. It was, it was, it was terrible. I'm sure she had to hide. When she's coming out, she'll cover herself with plenty of things so people will not see her belly has grown big. A difficult situation. But she chose to keep it. Thank God Mary didn't succumb to the pressure. Thank God she didn't succumb to the shame. She bore it and decided to have Jesus Christ and to and to give birth to Jesus. I don't know what situation you find yourself in. Maybe there's something that is embarrassing. And there is a wrong option to take. A wrong choice to make. That will seemingly wipe away the shame. Today I want to admonish you. I want to charge you. That do the right thing. Do the right thing. Don't take the wrong option. Just to wipe away shame. The wrong option will eventually lead to shame again. And probably even bigger shame. Hallelujah. You may have gotten pregnant wrongly. And you are debating. Do I keep this pregnancy? I want to charge you today. Keep it. Because what you are carrying. You never know. You will never know. Who that child is meant to be. Solomon came out of an, a very funny relationship between J- J- David and Bathsheba. It was inappropriate. David killed Bathsheba's husband and took Bathsheba to himself. But God still used that child as a successor to David. He even bypassed those who were legitimately married, like whose mothers were known wives of the king he bypassed adonijah absalom all of them and went for the one that was seemingly tainted you never know what god wants to do with that child's life people say when you are bought a child it's just blood that has come out but let me tell you the moment a sperm fertilizes an egg it is not just life that begins it is a destiny that has commenced when you are bought a child you are not only terminating a life but you are terminating a destiny because destiny starts in the womb god told jeremiah when you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb i knew you so the moment a sperm meets an egg god knows that child god knows the child's name god knows what he intends for that child to become god knows that which is in your womb is an embodiment of a destiny i pray that god will give you the grace to make the right choice so Adam made choices. Mary made choices. Abraham made choices. Moses made a significant choice. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 to 25. Hebrews 11, 24 to 25. It said, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was a choice he had to make. And verse 25, even gives you the picture more. He said, he chose, that means he made a choice, to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. This was a child who was taken up by Pharaoh's daughter. He was brought up as a prince of Egypt. And when he realized his true identity, he had to make a choice. Whether to stay and be a prince of Egypt and potentially become the next Pharaoh. Or to go and join his people to suffer. But the Bible said he made the choice to suffer oppression with his people. He realized inside him that no. You see, there are times when there's a purpose, it is not too clear. You, you feel it that this thing is something I'm supposed to do. But sometimes even in trying to execute it, you, you may get it wrong. Moses tried to start his job as a liberator the wrong way. By going to fight an Egyptian and, and he ended up killing the Egyptian. He was going to do it the physical way. And that got him into trouble. They wanted to kill him so he had to leave Egypt and run away to Midian. Moses went to stay in Midian for many decades. I'm sure Moses was a very frustrated man. He felt, I can just imagine how Moses felt. He felt like a failure. At the age of 80, when God came to call him at the burning bush, Moses was 80 years by then. Most of the time, by 80 years, you are writing your will. By 80 years, you are getting ready to round up. Note that by this time, those days of people living 930 years was over. God decided that we stopped that thing. So they were living like how we are living now. At 80 years, you have not even fulfilled your purpose. You've not done anything with your life. You are taking care of your father-in-law's sheep. That means you yourself grab the sheep. You don't have some. At the age of 80. This is a failure. This is, this is somebody who hasn't made it in life. And look at the heights from which he fell. A prince of the highest and most powerful economic power on earth. It's like moving from being vice president of the United States of America to going to look after somebody's sheep and in this case it's even your father-in-law's sheep you can't afford to lose one Moses was a very frustrated man walking around until he had an encounter with God at the burning bush and God told him I want to use you to do so so and so Moses could have decided I won't go because going back to Egypt had consequences they could either catch him and arrest him because of the murder he committed. Or people would just make fun of him. Are you? You that we were hailing you and thinking you were going to become this and this and that. Look at you. Before you left this place, you were riding in chariots. Today you are walking on foot. Look at you. Look at your beard. <laughs> Moses had many reasons why he could have chosen. Look, I just want to live my life in Midian with my father. And you let me just die like that. But he made a choice that changed his place in history you may be listening to me you may have made some wrong choices 
you feel like your life is at a standstill there's nothing ahead of you there is a choice you can make that can turn everything around and i pray that god will lead you to make that choice sometimes it's just one decision you make sometimes it's it's, it's even relocation moving from where you are to another place sometimes it's changing your school sometimes it is changing your job one decision that can change your life one decision that will bring you relevance again and i pray that god will help somebody to make that right decision this was somebody who had literally failed in life but he decided i'm going to follow the voice of god all those excuses he was giving i can't talk and this is he was thinking about the consequences of going back to egypt he's trying to make excuses but god was able to pitch the proposal to him well and thank god he accepted it hallelujah jesus had choices to make you see once jesus was a human being that ingredient of a free will was in him because he was a normal human being like all of us so god gave him that that component of a free will in the garden of gethsemane he had a choice to make being a normal human being he could see pain coming he could see suffering coming he could see shame he could see disgrace coming But because he was a human being like as god couldn't override his will he had to make that choice at that particular point in time in the garden of gethsemane something happened somebody was trying to defend him peter he took a sword and smashed off marcus ear and the bible said jesus took the ear and he did some quick plastic surgery no anesthesia nothing he just reattached the ear like that master physician master surgeon himself and look at what jesus told him let's read matthew chapter 26 from verse 52 to 53 matthew 26 52 to 53 he said but jesus said to him though after he has slashed somebody's ears off he said put your sword in its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword some argue that he didn't tell him to throw it away he said keep it maybe one day it may be useful <laughs> he said put your sword in its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword and let's see the verse 53 it says or do you think that i cannot pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels he had that choice like who are you bound to come and attempt to arrest the son of god what do you mean who do you think you are he said i can pray to my father and he will provide 12 legions and god would have done it because every prayer jesus prayed god answered the father answered and he would have done it he had a choice let's read second kings chapter 19 verse 35 i want to show you what you see 12 legions one legion is 6,000. 12 legions so seventy-two thousand angels let me show you what one angel can do in second kings 1935 he said that night the angel of the lord went out to the assyrian camp and killed how many 185,000 assyrians one angel of the lord killed 185,000 and he says i can call on my father and he will bring 72,000 of these it was a choice he could have exercised but he decided not to he went into the garden praying he was 
afraid but then he decided to submit his will to the will of the father in fact we needed that bit for jesus to actually open his mouth and say god your will be done god the father wouldn't have forced what was going to happen unto him because that is not his nature and thank god jesus did not give up hallelujah he decided to endure it when he was on the cross they were taunting him are you say you are son of god you're hanging there naked bleeding in pain you're saying son, show us i mean such provocation he had the choice to just show them a little bit of power and that would have ended the process of his crucifixion and with that the end of the process of our salvation when you are being provoked you have a choice to keep quiet you have a choice to open your mouth and bless your the ones provoking you or to open your mouth and curse them because there are certain situations if you open your mouth and you curse the people it will happen because you have a legal right legal spiritual right because the people are violating you spiritually by spiritual protocol they are violating you can open your mouth and curse them and it may happen it is your choice jesus had a choice to prove to them that he was powerful but he decided to endure the pain of the cross to finish the course to finish the journey and thank god he didn't come down from the cross because he could have come down from the cross i can imagine what mankind would have been because it's like you know that there are certain things when you start and you spoil it in the middle that is it you have to finish it if you had spoiled it in the middle which other son of god was there another son of god god could have used and in fact he's spoiling the whole thing in the middle and probably getting angry and all of that he probably would have sent in the in the in the process and would have contaminated his blood and made it useless for the purpose what would have happened to mankind will god now bring the holy spirit to come and die can you imagine choices he chose to endure it there are times when you have the choice to say something you have the choice to react to something that has been done to you but i pray that you make the right choice in those times so we can see clearly that choices have very significant consequences even the seemingly insignificant ones but i want you to understand that the bible says in galatians chapter 6 verse 7 be not deceived for god is not more for whatever you shall sow the same shall you reap your choices today you will reap them later and the interesting thing about sowing and reaping is that when you sow one grain of maize in the ground you don't reap one grain you get a whole pot in fact pots each of them with hundreds of grains of maize that means you reap a hundredfold a thousandfold of what you sowed the choices you are making now as seeds you are putting in the ground they will germinate and you later have to face those consequences my prayer for you is that you make the right choices in life you make the right choices in life you have a choice where to go you have a choice what to do you have a choice who to marry you have a choice who to love you see the bible says guard your hearts 
for out of it comes the issues of life another person says out of it proceeds the issues of life and that is one thing we must do it is an instruction in the bible that we must guard our hearts you can't allow yourself to fall for the wrong person the choice as to who to fall for is in your hands you don't get up one day and you just fell like that pump. it doesn't happen that way you fall because of the things you think about the things you imagine you imagine oh what would it be like if this person walked me down the aisle then you're falling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper what would it be like if we had nice children together you're falling deeper and deeper and deeper initially to start as a liking but it's your imaginations the things you think about the, the, the scenarios you put yourself in that is what gets you to the point where now it's like I can't do anything about it sometimes people fall for inappropriate people somebody who is already married somebody who is already attached somebody who is already in a relationship kill it early before it gets to that point where as you say you're falling head over heels <laughs> for the person there are a lot of people who have broken hearts and aching hearts simply because they did not guard their hearts the person is married if you admire the person just thank god for the nice qualities you see and move on stop imagining what if his, his, his wife divorced him and i came and took her place what if coronavirus killed the wife and there was a vacancy and you are imagining things and it is getting you in a certain kind of mood the choice is yours the choice is yours in making choices you need to be sensitive to the holy spirit the holy spirit that is inside you it gets to a point where the choice is not about logic anymore sometimes what makes sense may not necessarily be the right choice so how do we make choices as children of God? As I round up, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit. For every choice you make, there is a voice inside you. The Bible calls it the still small voice. It manifests itself as an impression of peace. If you make the choice and you have indignation within you, if you have turmoil within you, it is an indication that you are making the wrong choice. There are some choices you make because you receive the prophetic word. The role of the New Testament prophet is different from the role of the Old Testament prophet. In the Old Testament, the people didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside them. But we in the New Testament era have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And the Holy Spirit living inside you knows more about your present, your past, and your future than any man of God will ever know. I'm not saying despise prophecy. But check it with what you are feeling in your spirit and check it with the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't just take it hook, line, and sinker simply because it's coming from a man of God. Whoever it's coming from is a man first. That's why it's not a God of man, but a man of God. He's a man first. Fallible. Subject to mistakes. Especially when it comes to the, those crucial decisions in life. The ones we term as crucial. Decisions about marriage, etc. Seek God for yourself. What is the impression you are having in your spirit? 
it's not everybody who will see a vision it's not everybody who will have a dream but as for the impression of the holy spirit speaking to your spirit every child of god has it god speaks to all of us god cannot call himself a good father of yours if he's your father and he's not on talking terms with you and a good father will warn his child all the time whenever he or she is heading for danger pray about situations for yourself sometimes when people are going to make decisions they don't spend time to pray for themselves oh man of god please don't you so pray with me you pray with me they say with me but they are not even praying expecting the man of god the man of god also has thousands of things to pray for himself and his children and his family and other things and even other people's prayer topics hallelujah so he or she cannot be as fervent about the situation as you yourself people must start taking their destinies into their own hands servants of god men of god are just there as guides most of the time when people come to me with decisions i guide them to make the decision for themselves i don't make decisions for people hallelujah even god doesn't make decisions for us he guides us to make our decisions i pray that you make the right choices in your life i pray that you'll be sensitive to the voice of the holy spirit one prayer you must pray on a daily basis is that lord order my steps lord order my steps because the choice as to whether or not to take that next phone call that number that you don't know it could be a very significant choice when you, 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 you read about the story of how Kwame Nkrumah came to join the independence struggle, it was a letter that was written to him that will form this party. Come. He could have decided, I'll continue to stay out there and do what I'm doing. But he made a choice to come. And the rest is history. Out of that choice, an entire nation called Ghana has been born. So that anonymous call that is coming, for you know that is what is going to change your life. For you know that is what is going to connect you to somebody and connect and, and that person will connect you to somebody and for all you know too it could be the call that will take you into all sorts of trouble but i pray that god will direct you you apply for a job and five options come all of them are very good all of them have good packages which one do you take seek the face of the lord most of the time when we want to hear god we tune our ears into the sky and that is why we miss it the right place to tune our ears is inside us because that is where god lives tune your ears inside and listen to what god is saying sometimes when you try to move towards this thing you just feel this unease it is the holy spirit trying to tell you this is not it look for the one for which you feel peace and this peace may not make sense because for you know one of the options is paying you fifteen thousand cd seven another is paying you eight thousand cds a month another is paying you six thousand cds a month but your peace is towards the six thousand cds one logically why won't i go for that the bible says i shall be the head and not the tail why shouldn't i go for the fifteen thousand one but you are dealing with the one who is the alpha and the omega he knows the end from the beginning for you know the fifteen thousand one you will lose it in six months something will happen to the company and the company will be liquidated and you'll be back to unemployed status but with the 6001 there is longevity and progress until you even grow and one day become the ceo of that company i pray that you make the right choice young lady there are three gentlemen or four gentlemen who are all interested in you how do you choose 
It may not be any of them. Because refusing to make a choice is also a choice. In exams, multiple choice questions. Sometimes you decide that I don't want to go near this one. Especially when you are doing plus one, minus one. So refusing to make a choice is also a choice. Seek the face of God. Tune your ears inside. If you are somebody who is given to dreams and visions, God may speak to you through a dream or a vision. But listen to the inner witness. Whenever you feel uneasy about a decision, it is God trying to tell you, you are going the wrong way. I pray for you that the Lord will order your steps. The seemingly little decisions in life, may the Lord order your steps to take the right, the right decisions. And I pray that you will even recover from the wrong decisions you've taken in the past. Just like Moses seemed like he had missed it in life. He took one decision that reversed everything and made him one of the most significant people in history. May you take a decision that will erase all your mistakes. Moses took that decision at the age of 80. He lived up to 120. That means the next 40 years overrode whatever he had done wrong in the first 80 years of his life. The two thirds of his life. The last one third. That's what the Bible says. The end of a matter is better than the beginning. I pray that you recover from past wrong choices. You recover from past wrong mistakes. And that God will place your feet upon the highway of his purpose for your life. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We pray in the name of Jesus that it will be cemented deep down in our spirits. May we be doers of your word. I pray for that person who is confused about that choice. Let the voice of your Holy Spirit be amplified in their lives. Let the voice of the Holy Spirit be amplified to their spirits. To that person that is moving towards the wrong choice, I pray that you put bricks in their way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray that this word will reorder somebody's steps. Somebody who is about to make a wrong choice. Somebody who is about to make a, a mistake. May this word change somebody's mind. May this word change somebody's course. May this word redirect somebody and realign them to your will for their lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray for the grace of recovery from wrong choices that have been made in the past. Wrong choices where relationships are concerned. Wrong choices where career choices are concerned. Wrong choices where educational pathways are concerned. I pray, Lord, that you give people another chance to right the wrongs of the past in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we pray that our spirits shall be sensitive, our souls shall be sensitive, our ears shall be sensitive, our eyes shall be sensitive whenever you direct us. To glory, Father, to glory, Son, to glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, how we pray it with thanksgiving. Amen. Reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.